Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. Your Peugeot car or van might benefit from a free software upgrade. For more information and to find out if this applies to your vehicle, call the lads in Slattery's Garage, puck on on 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Thanks, Pat, and uh, welcome back to the final hour of uh, Tip Today. Keep those calls coming into us, 1800-938-007. The text and WhatsApp is 083-311-3311. Lots of you uh, reacted to the various different topics we've had on the programme so far today, but I promise you, we will go back to all of that. But right now, it's time for this. For every problem, there's a solution. Dear Phil, on Tip Today with Phil Prendergast. How are you, Phil? I'm very well, Fran, and yourself? I love the way off-air you have to listen to my problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact that I can sort them out for you, Fran, is everything, really. Well, God knows it needs sorting out. Uh, and, and it's a credit to, to, indeed, to your intelligence and all that, that you can sort out my problems. Anyway, speaking of problems, Phil, will we go with letter number one? Dear Phil, I joined the Parents' Council at my daughter's school this year thinking that it would be a good way to meet local people and get involved since I'm new to the area but I think I made a big mistake. I'm six months into a two-year term and I am completely lost and overwhelmed. We are all given tasks as to who to contact for fundraising or jobs that need doing and they're all people I don't know and I feel like I'm irritating everybody by asking them for numbers and who these people are. Not only that, but there seems to be a lot of politics involved. Some parents don't get involved at all and they're not encouraged to get involved. It feels like a big clique. I know you may have that with volunteer organisations, but I'm afraid that because I'm new, that people assume I am now part of the clique when when I'm clearly not. Should I hold tough and hope it doesn't damage my street cred, or should I give some excuse and step down? I'm finding the whole thing very stressful. I think she actually answers this whole problem herself by the end sentence. I'm finding this whole thing very stressful. I served on a board of management in a very big school, secondary school. And I have to say the way they did things was extraordinarily efficient. There was high competency. There was, um, you know, things that needed to be discussed in camera or, you know, without mm. any access to anybody else were, were done so with with kind of, you know, a lot of decorum and a lot of respect and a lot of really good advice. Um, and you had a list of people and their photograph beside it who would be various, like, leads for doing things like fundraisers, people that needed to, you know, check out the students or maybe do whatever if there was issues in a, within a family and sort of like that. Mm. And, it, and it was, and everybody was under a, a code of conduct that you just didn't discuss things out of place and you had, you know, if you needed to discuss something more privately, it might have been just the people at the top. Um, this girl does seem very, very stressed about this mm. and I think it would be very sensible of her to wait until this two years is up, to actually leave it now and maybe in two years' time or, or one and a half years' time she might be very well ready to go and do something like this. To join with a, an, in a system of a school where your child has started is stressful in itself. Mm. But when she doesn't know the people 
and there doesn't seem to be a good communication between them. No, and that that's certainly that's core, evident like, here, That's isn't the core it? of this, isn't it? It's um, yeah. It seems as if she's thrown in there. And, and left to her own devices. Absolutely, yeah. and there doesn't seem to be that much respect for somebody wanting to help. But I think her own reasons for, for going into it were well-intentioned, mm. but I don't think it was the right thing for her. So she would be better off because she is very stressed. Just saying, look, for now I'm going to step aside and certainly I will consider this in the future. But right now I'm coping with my child adjusting to school or whatever. Mm. And, uh, you know. But to join a parents' council for friendships and stuff, it, it, it's not ideal, is it's it? Not, you know? It's not ideal because schools, by general, there's a lot of issues that could go on in schools. There's a lot of, and particularly now, there's so many different aspects to people's relationships and mm. school. And you have to have this awareness about drugs. You have to have an awareness awareness about all sorts of very complex situations which will go on and always will go on but for somebody to join because they wanted to be part of um, I suppose a team mm. um, and finding that the people on it I, might be withered from being on it and yeah. want to get off it or just not interested in this new very enthusiastic person that wants to use it as 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 a, a, a foothold, yes. if you like, for friendship. But, but something you would know greatly about as well, fundraising is a nightmare. Not only is it a nightmare, but I do remember being on other things. I was on a few boards of management and I can tell you that when people would see you coming, there mm. was a time when I said, please don't tell me she's coming again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can remember one time doing a skydive. <laughs> now, Fran. Did you really? Oh, my God. And do you know what I earned for the charity? 300 euro. For falling out of this guy. For jumping out of a perfectly good aeroplane. For perfectly good. <laughs> oh, my God. I Never again in all of my life, I could hardly go up in a plane, but I do because I like Lanzarote. <laughs> but <laughs> I can tell you it was serious stuff. Serious stuff. So fundraising is a nightmare and you yeah. need very, very good people at that. And you need lots of different people because you do not want to see the same old faces coming in the door looking for this and that yeah, and the other. Is it not kind of interesting, though, that the newbie coming in the door, they land with the fundraising, which is the dirty job, I but suppose. Church is the job that no one else that wants to do, Fran, because people... Look, there's, there's a whole thing where if you're going to be involved in every single thing... Yeah. You're going to get a name for it. That one is involved in, she's in everything bar the crew stuck, at Christmas. She's stuck in everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's stuck in everything. Or he's stuck in everything, yeah, yeah. you know. But, like, you do need particularly good people that are good at fundraising and have a good asking manner. I hated it. Yeah. Not only did I hate it, I was not good at it because if I could see someone's face glazing over as I approached them, I, I just say, no, I'm only wondering if you're going to the concert <laughs> on Friday night. <laughs> I'm going with Elf. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's look, it's very difficult. This lady should definitely step back. I think her reasons for going in there weren't, which she certainly didn't do it with an awareness. Mm. And now six months in, she is stressed. Yeah. Get out of it. So, so get out of it. Out and out really it, yeah. think hard and long about what role she wants to play in future. And remember this as well. Not everything mm. is fine, is, is infinite. You can actually say, I'll do this for a year. Yes. Now, if the term is two years, commit to that. But she did this being new to a town. Yes, so of she's, course. So she's yes. not, she hasn't... But of course, there's lots of other opportunities to make friends. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what, Fran? I've had some of my best discussions up in the laundrette, up in Tesco. 
great crack, lovely warm spot and you're there waiting for your stuff to dry <laughs> <laughs> and you could have some great conversation but anyway look that's just been a we, little bit facetious you, you're painting such a picture of you now between jumping out of aeroplanes and your, your, your term up there at the laundrette and, yeah Fran yeah, it's great it's great it's <laughs> tough tough work uh, dear Phil my partner and I have been together for four years and I'm madly in love with him we plan to move in together this summer when we're both finished college but I'm now having major doubts we had a conversation last week about what we'll miss about college and the great fun that we had. We went to different colleges in different cities but managed to keep our relationship going. I asked him as a joke if he ever cheated on me in college and he said, no, but I did make out with a guy at a party. I was totally shocked. He said that I was shocked and tried to explain that it was at a party and it was a bit of a laugh and it was no big deal. I asked him how long they kissed for and he said it was was only for about five minutes. I'm sorry for laughing. Um, I asked him if he had feelings for the guy and he said he just liked him as a friend. I asked him if he was gay and he said, no, of course not. I don't know what to think. It's completely thrown me for a loop. In my mind, he's obviously, at the very least, bisexual and he cheated on me. But he said because it was another guy and it was just a laugh, then it wasn't cheating. What do you think, Phil? Am I a mug? Look, I don't think she's a mug. And I don't think that she can label someone as being bisexual because they kiss somebody. But I am a little bit astonished that someone could kiss somebody for five, for five minutes. minutes. And not come up for air. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, want, I want to see this lad. What lung capacity is he? I, I just, look, oh, this has obviously given her time to sort of draw breath and saying, is it really a good idea to go in and move in with this guy? I don't think it's a, a sackable offence mm. <laughs> because of what he did. But I do think five minutes is a very long... I wonder to see if any concept of how long five minutes is. Yes. It's, it's a long time to be kissing another lad. Yes, if you're um, not gay. If you're not gay. Yes. So, and if he is gay, it's fine. And if he's bisexual, that's also fine. I have no issue with that at all. But I do think it has absolutely, um, I suppose, shattered one of her illusions about a long and happy life together hmm. with this fella. Because her opening line was that um, she absolutely... Uh, madly, madly in love, in with, love him. with him. Yes. So, um, look, I think it might be time to draw breath, maybe... Don't be rushing into, see see how she still feels about what happened. But I don't think she should label him. And maybe he, herself and himself, need to have a real heart-to-heart about that, you know, you can joke about something that didn't matter to you and seem very frivolous, and yet that it has a very profound effect on the other partner. Mm. So, it, look, it's not the end of the world, and I don't think this relationship is by any means over. But I do think that... Mm. Um, it's no harm to kind of draw breath and sort of slow down a bit, maybe. Well, maybe it's an age thing, but I'm more concerned with the notice, uh, with the notion that they've just finished college and immediately they're moving in together. Like, well, they're Again, giving themselves an opportunity to Yeah, to and breathe. I think that could, that might be even part of this. It might be that, yeah. oh, you're sowing a couple of wild oats because now you're going to be forever with this person. Mm. And I'd, I'd just be thinking to myself, uh, finishing college, it's, it's the start of a whole other new life and a whole other different diverse interests and you know maybe don't tie yourself down too soon you have all of your life really and um, the fact that he could be very casual about saying that sure I got off with this fella and I kissed him for five minutes I don't think if I as a woman said that that I was kissing this one for five I couldn't imagine doing it but Mm. that's 
that's just not my thing. Yeah, the, it's interesting. Well. They're together for four years and they're out of college, so they're, they're probably together since late teens, I suppose. Yeah, but you know what? There's a life after college. There's a life after being together with somebody for yeah. a while. There, There is a life. Now, there are people that I've met when they were 14 and 15 and they are still together because they you met your soulmate, mm. which is fantastic. Hmm. But maybe there was a kind of a comfortable feeling about this relationship, and now she is absolutely after getting the fright of her life because she, he's so casual about what happened. So look, and I think they could take yeah. their time and have a think. Yeah. I don't think, um, you know, I don't think she's a mug, but um, I do think that maybe it's time to look, have another, take a little break, maybe. Right, and. Um. Okay, have a discussion with the five-minute kisser. Um, the third letter, dear Phil, my child was involved in the county panel for GAA and was in it for four years. Uh, this year, they were cut from the panel and it came completely out of the blue. They just walked to the car after a training session and told me to drive. I knew something had happened. We got a bit down the road when uh, they completely broke down and said they had been cut. Um, I called the coaches the next day and uh, they just said that they didn't have what it takes to go to the next level and they were sorry, but that's just how it goes. They were very sorry and appreciated uh, the time that we put in uh, to date. I just couldn't believe the finality of it all. My child has been very down since and I'm struggling trying to uh, bring uh, him up again. We knew there was a risk when we got involved, but I just don't know how to deal with it. I just assumed that there might be some aftercare for kids not chosen, but that's obviously not the case. Do I encourage him to go again and keep hopes up or do I discourage him from going again? I've spoken to other parents who went through similar, uh, something similar and everybody seems to react differently. I'm at a loss. Oh my God, I think this is so appalling and I find it very, very hard to see that after four years that somebody in an instant could be cut from something they went to and committed Mm. to and probably got involved with all of the fundraising and all the other stuff, the parents in this case, or the the the, um, the family. Um, I, I would not have thought that that would be any sort of a protocol or any way of dealing with somebody that wasn't making the cut, if you like, because the idea that, like, everybody has their strengths and for people that have gone to something for four years and suddenly get dropped from it. That's like just cutting somebody mm. off and, and letting it float off into the sky. But to play devil's advocate, this is a county panel. So I understand is, it's a county panel. It's high level. Yeah, it, it is high level. But to just say to somebody at the end of a training session, oh, hey, lads, you, we're, we're done with you, you're not going to make it, actually. Mm. There surely must be a better system of... I don't know, Phil, because we've heard a lot about this over the last couple of years. You know, this seems to be the way it is. You just, you're done with. Good luck. I, I think that's because of the, the ages, maybe, of these kids. It's a very, it's to be told you're not good enough. Mm. And maybe sport was your thing. Yeah. And you may not have academic leanings or be good, particularly at certain things. Mm. That's fine and it's accepted. But I think it's like, it's it's very brutal mm-hmm. way to tell yeah. kids that, well, lads, you know, four years here and we, we were after indulging you and bringing you along as best we can and you know what, you're really not going to do it. And maybe something like that would be that, oh, we'll, 
we'll have another team or we'll have a different... I understand it's the county, but, like, it's very brutal. Um, and I think for the mental health of young people that this happens to, sure, they must be absolutely shattered, Frank. And, and the wording, Phil, uh, if it is the exact wording of the phone call, they didn't have what it takes to get to the next level. I mean, that's that's very damning, isn't it? Well, it's just... It seems as if it's very sudden because you would imagine that if you have a team and then you have a particular good team of... You know where some people just naturally have it? Mm. Um, and, and you have somebody that has the potential to be good but maybe has a couple of bad turns. Now, that could be because it's adolescence or because they're they're at that age where there's a lot of different challenges. could be that their educational needs need to be met. It could mm. be exams to have to be done. It can be that the whole puberty thing is interfering with abilities or whatever it might be. And I'm sure the people that are at the head of these training sessions and, and seeing potentials and scouts and all the rest of it would have a very open view of potential. And it could be that these kids are quite good but not good enough for the next bit. But I'm sure there has to be an easier way of letting someone down. Mm, and support, some Absol- support. Absolutely. Place, yeah. Rather than just say at the end of the train, you can imagine on a da- dark evening like it is at the moment mm. and it's cold and you're after being somewhere for four years and it's an outing and you go to it and you're engaged with it and you're involved in it and you know you have to train but sometimes people don't might they might not be able to do things as much when they might be going through you don't know what the family situation is you don't know if there's issues within the family relationship you don't know if there's issues with schooling you don't know what it might be but I do think there really is a better way of doing things and to maybe have people sort of semi-prepared for the fact that you might not make this team. I'm, I'm just going mm. to put that there. Um, your training is great or this is great. Your your ability to be in the right place at the right time in the field isn't great. We need to work on that. And, you know, rather than... I realise that's an mm. awful lot of trouble for people who all do this work voluntarily. Of course, friend. yes. And the notion of a panel is that I guess that it's replenished every so often. You see, so you're going to have... you're going to People are going to lose out, Phil, you know. Is that no, not the nature of sport? I, and I, and I think it is. Yeah. But I do think that there's a lot more to be taken into consideration, like the age of the young person. Um, if they're going through the whole stages of adolescence and you know what that's like for males and females and males that want to be females and females that want to be males and bees and bees and bees. Um, You just have to be very cognizant that there's a lot going on and their confidence can really get an awful knock when they feel they're just not good enough. And I think that there's a real mental health, uh, you know, issue that that supports what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, And I just think it's very... It's a very brutal way to do it. And for them to break down in the car when they're away from the field a bit, they obviously were holding it together, but very shocked. And like... What do you say to them? What do you say, exactly? Um, if, if people want to share their experiences of, of this issue or anything else that we've been talking about today, we, we'd love to hear from you, by the way. Uh, 083 311 Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting... It's, I don't really, know it's you, really sad. It's really it. sad, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, getting, getting caught there, from... There's a story I heard, in fact, earlier on this morning that involved camogie. But again, kids being left sit on the bench... All of the time, even though they're totally committed and all of that, but not not being 
taking part in some way. You know? Again, it's awful, Fran, because it's like you have somebody, you have bodies there, but those bodies that are sitting there in the cold or the warm yeah. or wherever have thoughts, have hopes, have ambitions, have dreams, have idols, have, you know, the whole sporting, the, the whole mindset in this country is that people will be great at what they do and make a great contribution. There's always going to be people that won't have abilities, Fran. Mm. Always mm. people that won't be good at the gym or on the mm. field or doing various sports. And there are people that are fantastic artists and mm. other people couldn't pick up a sweeping brush. Mm. Well, most mm. people. Anyway, we won't go to It's a different issue. But I, I just think that this is a very brutal way to do things because mm. it appears from the storyteller that this is how it happened. They just yes. suddenly, out of the blue, got told. And I'm not surprised by this because, as I say, over the last couple of years, we've, we've been hearing other stories. And, Fran, uh, would like you that. have people on then that make these decisions and, and they say, well, you know, you're not going to have all winners and because we are realists and we know that, but is there an easier way to do this mm. or at least give some sort of an idea that... But see, there's also a school of thought and it's very vocal in recent times. It's all a bunch of snowflakes that we're rearing now and they can't cope with failure and they can't cope with being you, dropped. You see, Fran, I, I just think as well that we, we kind of seem not maybe to understand that for a lot of people... There's when they're going through the whole puberty thing as well. There's so many bodily changes happening, and there, there's so many emotional changes, and people's confidence can get knocked mm. back. So I don't think that makes somebody a snowflake. I think that makes somebody genuinely who's given four years to go in somewhere with the hope of being eventually be able to be a, a meaningful contributor to a game that they they would at least be let down a little bit easier than the brutality of sort of like okay. a big axe coming down and be good luck. Be before I let you go and we'll be discussing it quite a bit uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Love is in the air and all that stuff. Um, your thoughts on Valentine's Day? <laughs> you see, Fran, I'm old so I really don't care about Valentine's Day at all and um, I think it's an awful lot of hype look maybe it's light in the middle of the dark months mm. and uh, everything is going to be better but it's also Lent so they you know you better now have your hearts th in tomorrow and if you go to get your ashes in the morning make sure that the priest puts them on in a little heart shape because uh, it would be only right to acknowledge the day I think <laughs> Uh, Phil, I did not uh, think that was going to be the answer. But look, thanks very much indeed, Phil. Always a pleasure. Uh, we'll take a break back in a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie